0: Hi there, and welcome to the new part of the show where we uh, spend a little bit of time introducing everyone that we're working with. Um, As some of you may or may not know, the show has decided to take a little bit of a pivot and stop focusing so much on what exactly it is that me and Brian do. um, Because, you know, many of you who know us are just kind of like, yeah, you know, and then many others out there, they don't really know us well enough to sit there and maybe take what we have to say seriously. So, in the uh, guise of just, creating good sound media we're going to try to bring on some people that we figure might be cool to talk to Um, in the coming weeks and months we have a list of people that we think would be interesting not only to hear but also educational for those people who are inside of tattooing maybe looking to break in or even clientele you know they're trying to better understand exactly what goes on with tattooing uh, as opposed to just you know like some of the other shows just stoke egos which we're not about So on this week's show, we have Mr. Carl. Um, Carl is a tattooer in the Midwest. Uh, Right now he's at Sapphire Studios in Naperville, Illinois. So if you're in the region uh, or even not and you're wanting to check him out, um, you can always find Sapphire Studios. His website is carltattoos.com. You can find him on Facebook, Instagram. The dude's great. Um, He is a new school tattooer, kind of cartoony stuff, but just really, really, really solid Uh, with everything that he does and we were really honored to have him on the show to discuss you know some things uh i know i always let myself get a bit ahead of my i don't know mind mouth and whatnot when we're sitting down to talk and um he took it in stride you know seemed like a really good guy so i'm hoping that we can stay in touch and you know do a little bit more um i guess conversing about what it is to do tattooing i mean not only being a parent but also just you know trying to figure out what it is that we're doing you know as we specialize and grow in the industry it has been a lot of fun um talking with him and i hope that he uh he had a good time too i haven't checked with him but i'm doing this recording and then i'm going to be sending it out to him afterwards so hopefully he's cool with it um We've also been getting some uh, emails with people saying, "Like, hey, you know, it was really hard to find you. Can you please put some sort of information on in the front end of the show about who the heck you are and what you do?" I'm like, "Oh, yeah, I guess we could do that." So, um, Brian is uh, his name is Brian Matthew, the co-host of the show, uh, my right and left arm dude, because I'm kind of just like the brains in the ass of this whole thing. Um, you can always contact either one of us with our email, which is two dudes talk tattoos at gmail.com. And it's T-W-O, uh, not the number two, if, uh, if you want to get into that. Brian can also be found on uh, Facebook, Instagram, many, many, many other places. He's, he's prolific in his saturation um, around the social media sphere. Um, so if you're wanting to find him, just, you know, Brian Matthew, illustrations, uh, Scarlet Veil Tattoo, Or his newer shop that he opened up in Rogers, Arkansas, which is called um, a Tailored Fit Tattoo Studio. Um, My name is Ryan, as you most probably know because I'm the one who's been sitting here talking for a few minutes anyways. Um, And you can find me online at uh, Ryan, is R-I-A-N underscore O-T-H-U-S on Instagram, um, a website, bettertattooing.com. Our YouTube channel is... uh, the better tattooing, you can search it out on uh, YouTube if you want, and um, probably a whole bunch of other things all over the place, but uh, not not as saturated as as Brian. As you can tell, he's pretty confident with everything he says because the dude he knows his stuff. It's, it's been really cool working with him, and I hope that the people who are out there listening to us do this, um, enjoy it a little bit, you know, or at least as much as we do. I guess that's the only reason why we'd be doing this. So, anyways, past my rambling we don't have too much else going on past uh just trying to get this stuff set up and and keep you all entertained out there um so without a further interruption or any more of my talking here is our interview with carl schwartz and that's uh carl with a c Is that girl? no nah, i was talking shit oh okay <laughs> i
1: i asked who i was talking to him about getting paid for this <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey oh so actually dude so for coming on the show i'm gonna send you a mug and a sweatshirt and we have a special sweatshirt made right that says it says expert guest right with our our logo on it and then we got the the fucking design on the back zip up or pull over your choice just let me know before we get off this and uh i'll I'll take whatever whatever you got i'll get you a coffee mug it's a fucking great coffee mug i'll get you a better tattoo and coffee mug that's that's my my brand stuff and then two dudes talk tattoos fucking badass sweater with brian's design on the back of it we'll get a we'll get a special carl sweater that says no
2: expertise
0: (laughs) yes dude fuck this guy <laughs> <laughs> fuck this <laughs> that's fucking cool Team No like,
1: talent baby
0: <laughs> so <laughs> I, I gotta admit right off the hop car like I had never heard of you before and I've worked through the midwest quite a bit and stuff but it was it was like a decade ago right so I, I don't know much about you and we're recording now if you didn't know um, it's live Brian <laughs> uh <It's> a <alive>. lot <laughs> so like can you tell us why we should be talking to you what's your experience what's your what's your background where you come from
1: i'm brian's friend that's why i'm here
0: mm, perfect that's all that <laughs> matters <laughs> anyone who listens to the show um, knows that brian is like hey, dude brian like legit i had some clients come in and they're like brian seems to just shoot straight He's like, they're like, you know, like we know you and you're fucking all over the place. But Brian, we like him. He's a straight shooter. You know exactly what he's thinking. I'm like, fucking A. So I think it's like that. Maybe we should have stamp of approval on the swag. Right? It's got you. like just. It's really easy that everybody knows what I'm thinking because
2: all I'm thinking is, God, I fucking hate this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The two years it took me to talk him into this shit. He's like, we should do a podcast. He's like, no. (laughs) <laughs> yeah we should and he's like "Nah, i don't think so i just send pitch after pitch after pitch and finally it was just like hey we should do a podcast he's like mm, i think i caught him on a good day he's like oh okay <laughs> and
1: then he was too far in he won't yeah. back out once he's in no
0: fucking yeah balls to the wall dude mm. so anyways yeah so um, where do you where do you come from what do you like what's your background
1: so i started tattooing in ohio about 11 years ago um i worked out there for like six years five six years and then i moved out to illinois northwest ohio about 45 minutes south of toledo and then that that's where i grew up and i worked for a few years and i also worked a few years in sandusky ohio
0: right Uh, by uh, cedar point yeah which is usually the i worked in chillicothe for a year in columbus oh nice 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 yeah yeah I'm super um, tight. Columbus has way too many fucking You know that chilli Coffee so is a
2: stupid ass place because their name is literally Chilla Coffee and iced coffee is the grossest shit on the planet.
1: I like ice. <laughs> I'm okay with it.
2: I'm
0: just, the fact that it's called chilli Coffee, you probably won't
2: be
1: able to pay me to go
0: but it, it. So how it's spelt is chilli But they're just like, it's called <laughs> chilli Coffee, bro. And I'm like, all right, it's like population with like. Oh,
2: you're saying coffee? Like,
0: yeah. With a T H. I thought it was coffee. All right, shout out to everyone from Chili Coffee. We love you. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Brian. Brian. <laughs> so, hey, I've never been there. I don't give a fuck. So you started fuck. Ohio. What, did you do a standard like traditional apprenticeship? Um. You put air quotes was, there if you need to.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was that was the goal.
0: Yeah. i uh
1: i apprenticed for about a month yeah. um the dude that was supposed to be apprenticing me kind of flaked out a month after i'd started and then the shop got bought by some crackhead who was like a bounty hunter for lack of a better term but that's what he did he went it, it sounds crazy but he's the dude that like if someone was out on a like had a warrant out like he would go and Picked them up and he had a shit ton of money from that. So he bought a tattoo shop.
0: You got trained by Dog the Bounty Hunter. Like,
1: <laughs> like a great value version of Dog the Bounty Hunter. Oh, yes. God.
0: He's just like, hey, bro, do you want to come out? I got to go pick up this dude. Just fuck the tattoo. Hop in the van.
1: Dude, he was a crackhead, too. You could see Origel rappers just accumulate outside of the shop after he'd started. <laughs> it was great. It was fucking so, awesome,
0: so a traditional tattoo apprenticeship that's fantastic basically <laughs> yep don't fuck up or we'll kill you.
1: stay the whole shop twice. so yeah, I had a very traditional standard apprenticeship for approximately ten years ago.
0: Jesus, that's cool okay. nice yeah, nice. Just take that um first shop just how long did you stay there?
1: I was there for. From February till about August, August I bailed out. Um, the crackhead owner, he would like delegate appointments or whatever to whoever, based on whatever his mood. um Yeah, he set me up with a portrait, and like a like when someone's like, "Hey man, somebody wants a little name on their wrist." That is the way that he proposed it to me. He's like, "Yeah, I just got someone coming and they want a portrait of their mom." I'm like, "Dude, I." cannot do that there's no way i'm 11 years in now and so easy so i'm like all right man i'll go set up and i grabbed all my shit and left Uh, and that was it And uh, (laughs) so the dude that owned the shop prior for some reason wanted out of that location or something i don't know the whole story but he opened up a new shop right across the street and this shop was on its way out. I mean, it didn't, there was no, like, overlap. That shop was gone, and then this one opened up. Yeah. So I I did most of the work on that spot to get it up and going because the beginning of your career, you're desperate for a place to work. Yeah. So painted, remodeled, did all that shit. And then within probably two weeks of being open, it got broken into all my shit got stolen. And then I got fired because I didn't, I didn't have oh, any shit I could tattoo. <laughs> so,
2: you're not a real tattoo artist until all your shit gets stolen. Damn. Yeah, exactly. Damn. And then,
1: uh, then I kind of shop hopped around for like mm-hmm. the next year. I worked at some shop like in Finley, Ohio for a couple months. Oh, that one shit. was not,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that one was not great. Um, right on that's right after that shop is when I went to Sandusky and that's where I kind of found and I started to find my myself a little bit and uh I think it was like a year or so later I'd started at like a sister shop to the shop that I was working at and um that's where I kind of started to fall into new school and started to like finally pick a direction so it was like two and a half years into tattooing before i actually found
0: my direction specialized into it that's cool yeah and you've been rolling new school since then yeah pretty much yeah. that's cool now you are in illinois yes yeah okay, you're working at a kid's shop right
2: sapphire yep. studio
1: yep sapphire yes. studios naperville it's uh it's awesome it's great here it's uh, a private studio environment booth rent um very you know, do your own thing, work at your own pace. We can do whatever we want with our rooms. I'm going to paint my room tonight. Like after this interview, I'm going to paint my room and kind of do some renovations and stuff like that. But it's it's a cool studio. We've, uh, we've really built up over the past couple years. Um, we've got, it went from being a more of a permanent makeup academy. And then um, Kim had a background in tattooing initially. So she had taken over the academy. wanted to bring more tattooers in and kind of have it more of like you know a little bit of permanent makeup tattooing we have laser removal so it's kind of a an
0: all-in-one type of service shop that's cool right on how long has it been in business
1: man i'm not sure i want to say at least eight years that's cool um it's been sounds about right and yeah and i think it's it's two about two years 2020 is when kim fully took over and it became sapphire studios instead of the advanced permanent uh, advanced permanent makeup academy
0: no that's cool i worked as like a non sequitur so thursday i did a 24 hour workday friday i did a 10 hour workday saturday yesterday i did 22 and a half hours too <laughs> i had Dad. i had a
1: couple a couple <laughs> down days actually yesterday and today both were essentially uh. nothing no responsibilities which is Surprise. crazy because oh it's awesome i don't get a lot of those like the past probably six or seven months i've been stay at home dad
0: that's So cool. do you have it yeah how many kids do you have i have two cool what are their ages if you don't mind saying it over the stuff no
1: i have uh, my oldest is four and then my youngest is going to be 10 months on the 20th
0: oh wow you're in the meat right on. oh yeah ah, Oh, that's yeah. cool man that's actually something we so, could talk about here, too, because I know like I always look at Brian and he's always the most well rested, the most fucking exercise, the cleanest eating, the fucking best looking <laughs> motherfucker. He's always showered, you know, and I'm just like fucking bespoke suits like he's just this perfection of humanity. Right. And like the 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 polar opposite is me. Like, I think I showered three days ago. You know, I take whores baths every morning before I go to work because I don't want to wake up the babies. Like it's just fucking great. <laughs> Brian, I'll, I'll pause line there. You, are You okay if I ask him some questions about being a fucking parent? <laughs> we should let you guys do. Yeah. Right, <laughs> cool, <man. laughs> I'm trying to think like Carl. Like, I mean, this is all just to, like just a fucking fun, chat. Right? So, yeah, 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 yeah. So. How is it being a parent in tattooing?
1: What do you um, take it, off that? It's it's different. I spent, you know, the first about seven, eight years of my career, you know, not not a parent. And then it was it was a transition at first, but it wasn't too bad. You know, I had, you know, we had split custody, so it was half and half. Um, so I would have my days where I completely work and then had days where i have to find daycare and all that. Um then with the youngest now we we were together so it there isn't that break that you would normally yeah. get uh my daughter's mom wanted to change careers and all that and so i had taken kind of that stay at home dad role
0: yeah right on and
1: then was basically balancing that during the day while she's at work and then at night would go into work and then yeah. weekends is when i would have like my full days and yeah all that stuff. So that, that has been the biggest transition, probably the past year with the baby. Yeah. It it's been rough. I'm not even going to lie. Like (laughs) It's like being a stay at home parent is not easy. And then balancing consultations while you have a toddler banging on the door, asking for goldfish or, uh, you know, Mm. trying to draw anything like that. It's just, there's like one, you know, one step in the way, maintaining websites, emails, all that stuff. So yep. it, it's been a huge, like, eye opener, kind of. Wow. Um, they're returning to daycare, not this coming week, but the following week. And it's like a, <sighs> like a, a breath of <laughs> fresh air. Like, yeah, got I can you, just dude. go to work. I can just yeah. go to work like an adult, like every other <laughs> adult does. And I don't have to have, you know, an 18, 19 hour day of, you know, wake up at, Six in the morning when you know my daughter's mom's yeah. getting ready for work, and then from six until six when she gets home from work, is all dad time, which is essentially a full time job. Yeah. And then from six till ten,
0: eleven, 11 midnight.
1: 12, yeah. I'm working, and then I go home, and I can't just go straight to sleep.
0: There you got unwind. So one, two in the yeah, morning, fine. finally fall asleep. Yep. Four hour roll, you're back up. I totally got you. I got a three, a four, and yeah. a ten year old. And I've uh, been tattooing through all that stuff as well. And I, I'm lucky. My wife is a fucking rock star because I'm on the road, you know, four days out of the week I'm gone to like other state and, you know, working. And the days I'm home because I've been gone for like the majority of the week, I'm like, you got to have a fucking break woman, you know, take some time off or something. Right. And So it's like 630 in the morning. I got home at like last night, I got home at 330 a.m., you know, and it's like babies are up at six. And i yep. couldn't get up my wife was like sleep please and you did 60 <laughs> hours in fucking three days just to fucking chill i'm like okay uh you know pass the fuck out <clears throat> but like 10 o'clock i get up and they haven't seen you for a couple of days and you got babies 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 right and you're trying i have this this big like uh backboard you know it's huge four by four or something i do all my drawings sit on the couch they get kids on me while i'm on the phone drawing yeah. trying to do stuff and yeah that's actually kind of interesting i don't get to talk to too many people that have kids and have integrated their life with the kids as opposed to trying to keep it really separate you know what i mean yeah and that's yeah for sure it's really hard to do that you know <laughs> i always look at brian brian's like i don't have kids and i'm like dude you fucking He's <laughs> just like i'm gonna go for a job i don't know what like, <laughs> i
2: yeah i i listen to this shit and i'm like man i get up at like five o'clock i go i like Saturday, I got up at five o'clock. I ran a ten k, uh, <laughs> cooked breakfast, and all that shit. Deal with my dogs, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but like, the hours seem pretty relatable. Yeah. I just don't have a a he's tiny been, human screaming at got me. So much. That's, me time. that's what
1: I'll say. Yeah. I'll say about Brian is he he doesn't have kids, but he he utilizes that time. He he utilizes all of that time, and it shows. And the most you know productive the productivity. person yes. I've ever Absolutely. fucking met fuck My i mean you crank out <laughs> paintings you're tattooing constantly or you got two shots like, have you seen the comic tight.
0: have you seen the comic he's doing a fuck
1: i've i've seen bits and pieces that he's posted it's Jesus tight
0: christ i'd like <laughs> i'm sitting there i'm covered in baby shit you know i'm trying to get done the fucking sleeve drawing i gotta do and i'm like text brian hey, what's up bro he's like Oh, I don't know. I just had some vegetables and a cup of tea. I'm like, get fucked! Like that's just not fair. He's like, oh, I'm so well rested. I'm thinking about going to bed at ten o'clock tonight. like, oh my god, get a little reckless there, bud. (laughs) It's fucking awesome. He texts me at like seven o'clock in the morning. He's like, oh, sorry, forgot about the time difference. And I know he's already been up for like five hours. You know. I'm just like, man, grinding. You know. It's kind of funny because I was thinking about this the other day too because it's the we were talking Brian and I were talking about the idea of like mastery and stuff and like what is a master and I think we both kind of settled on like it doesn't fucking matter right and I was hung up on it for like four or five days I was thinking about like you know that these paths that we take and you know I think maybe like how our life is right now it's always kind of like looking back and thinking like if I could commit more, if I could have more time, if I could do more stuff, you know, I could probably get better and I could do this and I could move faster through the things that I'm doing. But at the same time, <clears throat> there's so much external influence and like pressure from our environment. It causes a different type of adaptation that we're forced to like, look at our industry, look at what we're doing and really regulate our time a lot better. And I'm not saying that you don't Brian, you're probably a, you're a fucking mutant. Like you'd look at the shit way different. Right. But if you don't have all <laughs> these extra stresses outside, you look at the industry a lot different, right? <clears throat> so as we're all Absolutely. progressing towards like one goal. It's so like it's specialization fucking forks off so fucking far, you know. And like what you start seeing is important, how you start doing things, you know, based on that time allotment, it changes how you like see shit. And so it's like even though, like we don't have time, and like Brian has time at the same time. It's like we're both all aiming for the same thing, and it's a unique pathway, right? And it's. It's kind of good, at least. And I'm saying this to you because it gave me solace because I was fucking like, fuck Brian, dude, like man, this isn't fair, dude. Like, I just want to draw for five minutes, just five minutes without oh, something yeah. happening, right? And I was like, well, no, this like he's he's not gonna go through this, you know. So it's kind of interesting. Like you can slow down and you know, look at the stuff that I'm doing. And yeah, I'm jealous. Oof. Ooh, <laughs> fuck. jealous bro but at the same time it's kind of like well you know like this is this is cool right because I I, I've had to compartmentalize so much of my day into these small blocks right to try and get through stuff become really efficient with time I don't know I talk a lot I'm sorry so like non-secting into this stuff have you like with the people that you work with or around you that don't have kids or whatever have you seen like a stark difference in how you approach stuff I guess artistically um
1: Maybe I know I I notice both Lewis and Sam usually Lewis especially has like his drawings, you know, ready to go the day of and Sam, they're either done or like real close to being done. So I, I noticed that they're definitely they definitely prepare ahead of time more. Um Dennis, I'm not sure, man. I don't he he comes in at like nine in the morning. So me and Dennis miss each other. So it's really hard to say. Um and then Edgar. Uh, he does he does realism so a lot of his stuff he uh, he works multiple day sits and he has them come in on the first day they build you know the sleeve or whatever project he stencils it on works as much as he can and then he's got two more days or one or two more days where he will you know continue on it
2: yeah Dennis is that uh, Paul Klein
1: yeah yeah DPK baby DPK yeah,
2: yeah dude, I didn't know I here worked
1: for... there. yeah he came out here. Um, probably three months ago, three, four months ago-ish. It's been cool having him around. Yeah, Dennis is a rad dude, rad artwork. He is, man. He's, dude, he's a great artist. He's, he's an awesome artist, and he, I like, I like working with Dennis because I feel like, besides Dennis, I think I'm, I have the most experience tattooing. Um, Dennis has been in it for like, I want to say like 20 some years i've been tattooing for 11 and i think edgar's been tattooing for about eight and then lewis and sam are both younger in tattooing lewis i believe is like five years in and sam is two or three
0: that's cool i always found that like when i was working with shops like because now i'm the old guy i've been doing this 20 years right when i go into a shop and fucking smoke the goddamn camera out there when i go into a shop everyone's like what can you teach me you know
2: nothing it's like, yeah
0: like, get <laughs> well with me yeah i'm like yeah let's talk about science right it's just silly and stuff but you bypass that like that decade mark so shit changes you know like i've I wrote <clears throat> quite a bit on this weird philosophical thing where it's like you know the first 10 years you're just trying to learn you're stealing information you're doing all this stuff right and it's like when you hit about 10 years you start seeing like and i can talk to people while i'm doing tattoos and i've got the style that i kind of like and i'm trying to develop it and You know, you start really focusing on that, I think, for like the next, you know, about 10 years, that Japanese philosophy of the shuhari thing, me and Brian talked about before. And um, I know like where Brian and I are at now, it's just like, I don't know, we're fucking tattooing. Like we we have talks all the time. It's just like, what are you doing today? I don't know. (laughs) I'm doing a wing, right? (laughs) It's just like, (laughs) it's a fucking wing. I don't know. What are you doing today? That watercolor (laughs) biomech. We talked about this for months. Like those don't go together. It's just his brain was like, no. It was like if the idea was brought to Send Brian, it. just be like, no. <laughs> you would too, Brian. Uh, I'm not doing that. It's, nah, it's not, that's not going to work. <laughs> I know. <laughs> his text message to me, I'm like, I'm just I mean, looking. Pick at, one or the other. <laughs> <he's> like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what it's going to turn out like, but I think it's already looking pretty good. He's like, yeah, it'll be a tattoo. <laughs> Like, and it's funny because i know when you wrote that i could see your fucking face just be like ah oh, just i know i got to reply fuck you basically it was just like i don't want to deal with this shit right i showed that text to the lady i was working on too <laughs> and she's like <laughs> he's a straight shooter right i'm like yeah he sure is uh <clears throat> Anyways, I guess like non-sequitering out that stuff. It's like where you're at now, like how you've been like, you know, learning and adapting and getting into this stuff and like you're moving into things. It seems like, I checked out your Instagram, it's solid stuff, dude. But I went way back and I'm seeing like this big transition towards stuff now. One, I mean, like speaking from the parent side of stuff and I don't know if this is an assumption or not, but I see walking into appointments a little bit looser. Maybe not as rigid, having everything 100% done, blah, 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 blah. And uh, I've seen the tones of your tattoos changing a lot. Like your actual really? use of color and stuff seems to be, like, one, your blends are fucking cool. <laughs> I was like, That's "Thank smooth. you." You know. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> but I've seen like line work and line weights change. Right, the amount of black shading that I'm seeing in the tattoo has changed a lot. And then also like the the focus, I guess, on perspective has seemed to change a lot. It's, things don't look as flat, you know, as like two dimensional as they had been before. I don't know if you. Mm-hmm. Have some for if people are you know behind you year wise and stuff, like if you're going through this, like is there something that happened or changed, or you know, as time has gone, it's just been a natural evolution getting to where you're at now.
1: I think it's a somewhat of a natural evolution. Um, you do something the more you do it, obviously, you get better, but I think a big shift happened in my work when I came out to Illinois. I had. I had kind of gotten in the right direction while I was in Ohio, and when I'd started working out in Illinois, um, I was working at a thin line with Brian. Um, I worked a couple of days a week at the Plainfield shop and a couple of days a week at the Batavia shop. So not only did I have this, you know, big push, you know, to succeed in another state, but I also have basically, you know, every artist that works between two shops at my disposal to learn from and pick brains and compare ideas and just watch. And I think that that helped a lot. And I also feel like there is a I mean we kind of talked about this the other day, Brian. There's there's like a lag in when you're when you're showed something and when you're taught something or someone brings something up and when you put it to use because it's not because when it's you're working trans- on a tattoo it's not A B yet.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh you yeah. could but when you're working on a tattoo nine times out of 10 you have pretty damn good idea of how you're going to execute it so when somebody brings in hey do this you're a lot less liable to apply it but that stays in the back of your head and i think you think about it while you're working through the tattoo you know this is what they were talking about this is how i could apply it but you don't necessarily feel the most confident oh yeah but that's in your head so as you're approaching designs and tattoos in the future it's something you slowly start to integrate in
0: yeah, it's a lot of ifs, right? You're waiting. Like, if I would have done this this way, this probably could have been the results or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Waiting, I notice time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I notice a lot with younger kids getting into tattooing, they're confident. Um, I think part of that is due to just the climate of everything right now, whereas yeah. people are a little bit more nurtured. Um, it's not the aggressive apprenticeships that we had so when somebody goes and says hey try this in a tattoo these younger kids are like fuck it they just try it they just do it so they're getting that you know i don't know like a shortcut you know and if that if that makes sense kind of sort of, not necessarily a shortcut but they're they're kind of working around a lot of the shit we had to work through
0: yeah it i i've had this weird critique and i don't know brian maybe you can think about this one too here dude but there was like this large gap of information that was kind of lost in my opinion. Right. Like the guys who trained us didn't tell us everything we needed to do. It was kind of like, figure it the fuck out. Don't fuck up. We're going to put a, you know, ball peen hammer, bullet in the back of your hand and you can get fucked, you know? Um, and so it was like a lot of trial and error trying to find stuff out. Right. When you would find stuff out that worked, I, this is, <clears throat> I've, I've talked to my wife lot about this a lot. Brian and I were a bit different. When Brian found something that worked, in my opinion, Brian, I don't know if I can speak for you or not, with this, you fucking held on to that like a goddamn pit bull. Like, this works. I'm not fucking testing it. I know it works. I did the exact opposite. I'm like, why'd this work? And then fucking 10 years of bad tattoos later, I was like, oh, that's why it works. Right. And so it's kind of funny because like I've been thinking about how if I were to have someone like Brian teach me back in the day, he'd be like, do this. And he'd be like, fuck yeah you know, and you'd go and it would work and you'd be like, fuck yeah. If something didn't work, you'd have an answer for it. And it's like this new generation kind of has that. There's like more openness, you know, at the same time critiquing it. I know Brian's going to have something to say about this. I think it's been really reductive because we're not having people fail. You know, it's like, we've got to have that Instagram photo just be everything. You know, that first fucking shot has to be everything. You're not allowed to make a mistake. You have to curate everything. You know, you have to do all this. Or
2: Photoshop the shit out of it.
0: Oh dude, fuck
2: losers oh,
0: <laughs> Shots fired, fucking. <laughs> Drop that contrast up, put that vignette, right? Just fucking go. <laughs> and it's kind of fun. fuck anyways, yeah,
1: I use a I use the a polarizing lens um, and like a light on it. And wow. I know some people i I do it because. A lot of times when I finish a tattoo, it's later at night. I don't have the opportunity to get a solid outside photo. And this just guarantees I'm getting good light on the tattoo. I can pull all the glare out. And there's there's two sides to that, though. Because if you fully light a tattoo and you remove all of the glare, you're not hiding anything. Any area you under-saturated is right on Front Street. Can't avoid it. So it I, I noticed... I think I know I, I'd done a tattoo and I used the polarizing lens. I'd used it a couple times before and I was like, oh, this is tight. Life hack. And I used the polarizing lens and I looked at the photo after and I was like, God damn, dude, I missed there, there, there. There's just spots where like my blend didn't go to the line or these lines. You know what I mean? Little stuff here and there that when you're taking a glared photo of a tattoo, it, it's kind of hidden in there a little bit.
2: See why? I'm, like, 85 when it comes to photos oh, and all the bullshit. I just pulled my phone, take a picture. That's, <laughs> That's it. I don't... Maybe a different generation. I get that. I just don't understand all the extra oh. shit. It's... It doesn't work
0: for me. It's just a waste yeah, of time. M- my... My issue is that with skin tone and complexion, when you're using those polarized lenses, you're going to get a different effect and result from it. So you have to be really selective about the type of person, type of skin tone, and even the time of year, right? Skin condition and such that you're doing these things that it can do that. Because while it may be able to show you those small flaws, it also hides a lot of other things by being able to remove not only redness, darkness, cavitations, things like that inside the skin. So you can't effectively see overworked spots as effectively, oversaturated spots and other things like that. And it's maybe that's just because like i had to start with fucking polaroids and like a polaroid you can't hide like you can't hide shit you know it just is what it is you're like well this is the one copy of this one fucking tattoo i did and it ain't good you know <laughs> it's just like get yeah. judged by it <laughs> but i i think it's cool right because you're the first person i've actually talked to like and i mean i've asked hundreds of fucking tattooers about this where you're like you thought about it you know and you've like actually analyzed your stuff. You've been critical about. it. I think that's fucking cool, dude. Thanks, um, nice, man. Do, do you see as things are moving forward with this stuff, like utilizing it being a positive or a negative? I guess in, in relation to, let, let's say, two sides of this, right? Like we have the uh, the clientele versus the artist, right? Do you see any positives or negatives?
1: Um. I think, so I, I take pictures with and without it almost every single tattoo, unless I'm running short on time, I will take pictures with and without it. And there's sometimes where I take pictures with the polarizing lens that I just don't use because they don't come out as well as the pictures.
0: What do you mean by well? Um,
1: I just get lazy to be honest with you. And instead, instead of getting <laughs> a good, well, and in if you're taking a video, I've been doing a lot more reels. If you're taking a video, it the glare kind of comes in and out because it has to be it's only when it's lined yeah. up in this certain light so i i've gotten a chance to kind of compare both and i i think that people can utilize it in a lot of ways that might make their work so look better it, than it, it could be
0: abused is. in some ways
1: it could no. absolutely be abused, but so yeah. can anything else you know what i mean yeah. i mean you could absolutely kill it on a tattoo and you'll know, put all these highlights you know super blend everything out all that stuff and it looks amazing and then it heals like a yeah. pile of shit you know are, are you accurately representing your I had, work i had
0: one name go into my head right off the hop someone that we may know Brian. um yeah it's that shallow application it's the, the fucking at the convention the convention fucking award-winning tattoos three months later when you see them you're like jesus christ like what did you do with that man like yeah if we were to pull it back, it would just be like the intention of the artist coming into it, like what they're trying to accomplish, right? Are they trying to accurately depict their work versus trying to sell something to an individual, right? Like trying to create a persona, mystique, and a brand or whatever. Is that kind of what you're saying?
1: Yeah. I think a lot of people are using it. I mean, every everyone uses it to get a better photo okay. at the end of the day. That's... That's what they're doing because we're in a generation where Instagram is everything. You know, you get that one photo, you put it out there, you get your pat on the back, you feel good for the day and you might book two or three appointments off of it. But it, it also, you have, to, you have to live with it when somebody comes in, they get a tattoo and you've, you've manipulated that image so much that you just did a great tattoo on somebody And they're disappointed in it because it doesn't look like the other ones on Instagram. What I try and do is pick the ones that most accurately will depict my tattoos.
0: In real life. In real
1: life. And any picture with, without a filter, lens, anything like that, any picture, it's hard to really get that genuine.
0: What you see. Idea. Everyone's. Yeah. Tattoos
1: just don't photograph well
2: well this is why the polaroid portfolios were so much fucking better because if you were looking at a polaroid portfolio you were looking at the most honest image of a tattoo Uh, possible
1: very right so like
2: people don't even really think about it but if we do a tattoo and let's say like we do all these killer white highlights and it looks dope as fuck we put that picture online everything you're looking at is backlit by your screen So your whites look brighter. Your brights look brighter. Your darks look darker. It's RGB scaled because it's set out on digital. No tattoo looks like that shit.
1: Yeah. I mean, shit, using using an iPhone, man. Using an iPhone, the iPhone will correct an
0: image a lot of times. I've had it. mm -hmm. Based on what. Fuck yeah, I've had lines that I've run that are dead nuts fucking straight. And I've taken a picture and it's crooked. And I'm like, that doesn't even make any fucking sense. The image is already trying to correct, and make you look better, look you, make you look prettier, more organic, you know. And it's like you're working against that. Twenty twenty, baby. That's why I have. Uh, I could pull it down. I'm not going to. That's why I have a fucking DSLR, I've got an actual camera. I'll take my pictures like that. I just send it out. Yeah, yeah, buddy. <laughs> it's like old school shit. Let me go I get my to. camera. I'll go get that fucking. Burp, 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 burp. I need to. You know? Do you remember doing those, Brian? Fuck, dude. The fucking disposables. Right. I had a stack of disposables, dude. <laughs> like, in my fucking thing. It was, like, next to paper towel, fucking things, in all these jars, blah, 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 disposable cameras. I'm like, hang on one second. Fucking drop it in, you know? You can't even do that shit anymore. It was just honest, you know? And, and I, I, dude, like, Carl, like, I honestly I, I think that what you're doing and just like from talking for a, a period of time i don't i don't give a shit if you use a fucking polarized lens or not i think it's good dude me neither <clears throat> but i think it's interesting <laughs> I like yeah a, yeah me neither i, I think it's interesting <laughs> for people though outside no, I... of the industry right to to kind of get like a, a glimpse into like what's going through the mind of a person because like I, I always talk about eyes with everyone that we work with and we train right Like, as you get better, your eyes develop better. You start understanding nuance and minutiae and smaller things. And as you're learning more and more and more, you know, like, you become so honed into finding these small aspects of the design or the task or the application or, you know, whatever technical thing that the lay person wouldn't understand. Right? So hearing it come from a person which, like, dude, I respect your fucking artwork. Your tattoos are rad as fuck. (laughs) I see see this fucking... I, I scrolled through your shit for an hour today. I was just like, click zoom and I'm like, man, your shit's like good, dude. You're a good tattooer, you know. Thank you. So you're saying this stuff. You're like, well, Thank this you, is man. how I'm thinking about it, and it's like you're you're appeasing your aesthetic when you're putting this stuff out there, and you're drawing in people who are like you that way, right? But to hear like how you're doing it, I think it's really fucking important for people to understand that this is like, you. this is how ta- a tattooer is, right? The tattooer and the client are separate fucking people, you know, and trying to create that bridge you're looking for people who do your stuff right like understanding what like you're honest we all know some motherfuckers who are <laughs> and pointing that out they are out there oh they are out there now our commercial break we got a we got a sponsorship uh, sponsorship spot from dragonhawk
2: yeah i'm totally down for that actually yeah. I, I, okay so I think it's so fucking funny that it's Dragonhawk.
0: <laughs> I thought you would have had a good laugh out of that, right? I was thinking about hitting up some other machine builders and stuff, and I was like, no, we got to go, like, let's just go, let's lean into this,
2: right? Like, No, I, I have no shame in that, that. Dude, I tell every fucking tattooer, every single person I know, I was like, fuck yeah, Dragonhawk, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Spend $100 on a fucking machine, it lasts a year, you throw it away and buy a new one, fuck it.
0: was a shit, dude. I kind of want to get into up? Oh, bring- oh. No, you go ahead. I, I, I kind of want to get into your art. Because your art's unique as fuck, okay. dude. It is. Thank you. That i appreciate yeah, There's that. there's not a lot of people who do like new school. Like like new school, right? And so to see someone who does it, and like I talked to Brian the other day and he's like, Carl's really good at new school. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. I was like, send me his shit.
2: Well you you're not supposed to tell him that I said he's really fucking good at this school.
0: I'm keeping that one in my back pocket, bud. <laughs> okay, now I know. This is our first guest. I now shit I know. The I fucked up. Next time somebody comes in, I'm gonna be like, Brian, thinks you suck. Yeah. Dry run. It's a dry run. <laughs> I went and looked in your stuff and I was like, this is really cool. And I, I think that Brian had pointed out, he's like, check out the use of black in this stuff. I was like, okay today i was scrolling through before we got into our talk and i was like seeing this i went right down to the bottom <laughs> which you gotten so much better uh so i went right down to the bottom start working my i like that if i say that to people i'm like i scrolled to the bottom of your instagram feed and they're like fuck <laughs> it was like <laughs> i don't do that yeah saw all that, huh? <laughs> i was working my way up and i was seeing like this this constant reduction it was like you're like testing out like that and and I think Brian and I have both been really hung up on chroma tints, like very much about color application with with tattoos based on skin tone, you know, maybe ethnicity, age, things like this. Especially over the past couple of months, um, Brian's probably longer because he's a fucking god. Um, but I'm seeing like you like slowly reducing more and more of that. You know what I mean? And is there a reason why you like you decided to start pulling stuff out and rely more on color chroma texture versus just relying on that standard third rule shit
1: I think that I uh I think when I started to figure out tattooing like figure out blending colors um black was a huge crutch for me I would basically go through and I would lay in a ton of black and I would just pull my color out of that and in my head it's like this is there's less like if you're using a difficult color certain blues mm-hmm. certain purples and you've got this much black, then you only have to do this much purple, and then blend that out, and it's going to give you that really, really saturated look. And then, I mean, over time, you know, working with Brian, I noticed Brian's tattoos—he relies more on color and a lot less, you know, on black. So I—that is something I kind of always had in my back pocket. And then, just over the years, it was, you know, how how can I, how can I save time actually? Yeah. Um, not having to lay all this black in initially and just kind of like doing things as I go. And I, to be honest with you, I think the iPad helped a lot because it ta- when, you're, when you're colored pencil rendering drawings out, you have the black colored pencil right there. But when you had the iPad, you can dump a color in and quickly test colors out and you can test the contrast of you know your deepest tone so instead of having to start at black and then blend it all out, you can start a lot lighter and work Just your way that it. way gotcha. faster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, between who I was working around, trying to save time, and the way that I was approaching art on the iPad, it helped to kind of find this in between spot where I was able to get brighter, basically Strong brighter, and stuff. more yeah, vibrant yeah. tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> and i'm I'm still still working on it more. I actually just talked to uh, Joe Anderson, uh, Tat Gun Joe. I don't know if anyone's if you guys are familiar with him, but he uh, he was talking to me this past weekend about you know how he how he saves time, and a lot of that is, you know, putting black where it needs to be, and then using a compliment, or you know, to darken with a compliment instead of yeah. black. You're saving time you know and it gives you that nice rich unique palette and there's a lot of times i still use a lot of black the way i always have but i think finding that nice in between of how i would approach it and how i am approaching it and it, it still keeps my work looking like my work but helps to keep the development going
2: i just was- just lost and mesmerized by carl's uh speech there but yeah uh at the same time it was like uh when you were talking about the ipad it was almost like the first time i heard a tattoo or to say something intelligent about iPad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the idea of uh color dropping your light color and then working backwards uh, from it uh, until you get to a contrast point that you're happy at. i was like man i've never even seen anybody that i've worked with do such a thing so i was like
0: okay that's a great way I'm to approach something that's cool to hear you talking about that dude because like i think as we're becoming oh marie's buying me an ipad never owned one never had procreate <laughs> i do everything on paper baby i got fucking reams and reams and boxes i was gonna pull down this paper boxes and buy do everything legit
2: that's cool though in July, i can teach you everything
0: yeah, you need to know, I
2: know about dude, the fucking I could literally give a master class on the iPad and on how to use Procreate, but I fucking I just hate seeing so many people work on the fucking things. It just drives me nuts. Work on fucking paper. Yeah. I think <laughs> work on paper. I think paint some pictures. Yeah,
1: iPad. iPad is an amazing tool. Um but it's it's just like a it's just like using a cold erase pencil as opposed to using a regular pencil. It's just another tool that you use. I think that it's a lot harder for me to get creative on an iPad. There's oh. something about that tactile feedback of paper. Um, that it, I, th- I think the biggest issue with the iPad is you can double tap to erase. You can double tap to undo. And I, That's I don't right. know if you are familiar <laughs> with the, the book drawing on the right side of the yeah. brain, um, <laughs> but I'd gotten that in a trade years oh. ago. And, uh, there's one section that talks about how erasing during the sketching process is one of the worst things you can do because you're actively switching to the left side. Um, It's it's you're switching to the logic side. And that disrupts the creative process. So instead of having this boom, 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 momentum build as you're sketching something out, you're building and backpedaling and building and backpedaling and building and backpedaling. So it doesn't allow you to just work through the design. It doesn't allow you to troubleshoot. It doesn't allow you to get something down and fix a whole thing because you've been fucking with this yeah. one spot over and over. And then you just have to have the design done so you rush it.
0: Yeah. We get we could have that laugh me and Brian about this because it's at the conventions. And you see somebody doing a line and they go, you know. <laughs> I do it when I marker <laughs> on somebody's skin all the
1: time. I'll just be like in my own little world and then double tap. And then they're like, What are you doing? <laughs>
2: uh, well, I was talking a nervous- about that uh, a, f- a few episodes back that we did. And there, there's a, a processing element in your brain. Your brain's just like a computer, but uh, it's a computer with AI. It automatically remembers gestures and motions and muscles and things that you're doing. If you're working constantly on your iPad, your brain is then reprogramming itself to think the yeah. iPad. Yep. So you should be working on your iPad like two days out of the week. You know, like do your fucking, your line drawings and shit like that for your tattoos on your iPad. Do color studies if you want to on your iPad, but don't fully draw something on your iPad. Sketch all that shit out on paper. Draw that shit out on paper, right? Get, get everything out in that tangible, real way So you're still keeping those processes in your head and then just do the quick shit on your iPad. It's it's gonna make a whole world of difference and it's it's gonna make everything make more sense in your brain, and you'll probably stop double (laughs) tapping at (laughs) some point.
0: (laughs) Never oh never stop. We were uh, we were actually talking about this. I gotta note some things I gotta further explain, but I was thinking about the the approach to education when we're doing this with younger people like age-wise and tattooing but i got you know um the one person who we're working with right now season up there and she's drawn so many replicas of the same small tattoo you know four or five for each client sending them out you know which one do you like which is just you know yeah her <laughs> she, dude, she's working she's working real hard but I, I was talking to Marie last night. It was like 2.30 in the morning. I was like, it doesn't seem like it's right. So we were working through this thing about having one drawing, like so one sketch, one finish line work, one finish study, one tattoo. It's a complete unit. And when you go into it, you can utilize that because you know that's the best that you could do right then. You shouldn't be like, you can polish it a bit, right? But you shouldn't be trying to get into the weeds about, well, if I draw this one more time, it'll be better. Yeah, if you draw the same drawing for 30 fucking years, it's going to get better too, right? It's, it's like, as a tattooer, you have to understand that you are doing your best. You can't, like, leverage it. Like, if I if I put my work up against Brian's, and I'm guilty of this, I'm like, I gotta redraw this shit, you know? Because he's just fucking awesome. <laughs> just like, you know, like, I can't... I can't keep competing with that. Like, I'm competing with myself. You know what I mean? And I've just gotta, like, go through the process. If I spend all my time drawing, it's bullshit. You know, I gotta do the tattoo as well. This is where that having
2: free time and no kids thing comes in because like i can spend 48 hours yeah. on my drawing right i can draw that motherfucker 15 times over yeah. if i want to i'm not gonna have any interruptions and if i do have interruptions i'll tell whoever's interrupting me to fuck off so i'm not gonna have any interruptions yeah. uh, but i do i think it is healthy for people to kind of obsess yeah right so like if you draw something and you fucking hate it absolutely redraw that shit Right, like if you have to think about the idea of like an imaginary character over your shoulder that's better than you, and be like, would that guy hate it? Well oh. If the answer is yes, then fuck yeah, redraw
1: that shit. Right, don't let yourself steep to a lesser level. Like I, I do see though, uh, right in the middle of what both of you said, I think, I think Ryan, you did have a point with, you know, your, your drawing and tattooing, within your within your realm and within your limits but then there i think a lot of people are trying especially earlier on to shoot for the moon which obviously you want to do your you want to do your best but they end up biting off more than they can chew which will ultimately hold them back but there is also the other the flip side to that where you know you shouldn't be trying to tattoo out of where you are right now but you 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 really should be refining your drawings as much as possible spending a little bit more time, especially younger, younger tattooers who don't have kids, who don't have all these extra responsibilities, you know, take that extra time, you know, make uh, me and Brian talk about thumbnails, which I've been, that's been a lifesaver for me recently. um, And especially doing larger tattoos is setting up a thumbnail, you know, do four or five thumbnails, find the most useful shape for what you're trying to do. And then,
0: refine yeah. that thumbnail sure thanks yeah Brian. we used to do that too you to get index cards you get <laughs> stacked from the cheap it's yeah, in right? the world you do an index card you write it you draw a sleeve on it four by six you just get a sketch try your layouts right you're not doing full renderings like i, I fucking did that for ugh, that sucked for years and years trying to get through stuff and doing full renderings be like man this isn't laid out right i got to redo the whole thing you're 300 hours into a sleeve before you even start tattooing you don't like it you don't you don't you're not enjoying it you're not enjoying you're bitter with the person who's doing there you maybe didn't charge for artwork you know and it's just bullshit and uh (laughs) so
2: like the reality uh the with you scenario should really play out right like you can't tattoo outside of what you know right so if you're in like your third or fourth or fifth year tattooing, et cetera, and you're trying to look at like this guy that's been tattooing for fifteen or twenty years or thirty fucking years, you physically can't tattoo outside of your wheelhouse, right? But okay, here's where shit gets tricky, right? Like tattooing as a whole is just a reproduction yeah. artwork. It's a, a reproduction artwork, baby. Yeah. So tattooing is just a process of Reinstilling an image right like once you hit a certain level in tattooing you know all there is to basically know realistically yeah. on how to get that fucking job done what you do on paper and outside of tattooing is how you step up yeah. in tattooing right yes. so you can't tattoo outside of your wheelhouse but you can experiment and draw outside of your wheelhouse and that's what's important it's, it's small small little changes that you try to make while you're drawing every small little yeah. change is
0: going to it's be an incremental increase. fucking thing you're testing small bits you're moving outside and broadening your horizons tattoo
2: uh, artists right but tattoo artists will oftentimes get those things in reverse they think that for some reason their tattooing looks weird but they don't try to adjust what they're doing yeah. on paper right it's, they're yeah. obsessed yeah. over their tattooing mm-hmm. and they're trying to tattoo outside of a wheelhouse but you can't because you literally can't yeah right like tattooing is just line work color and black work
1: there's
0: nowhere you can go from there but you can draw outside of your wheelhouse find that happy medium right between I, i know you and i and i love that i think this is why this show works is you and i are fucking polar opposites baby and it's like it's trying to find that medium level between the pair right and i totally agree dude like if you can't if you if you don't have a safe space to test something without having to worry about fucking destroying your career and having to move to a new fucking town how are you ever going to grow right it's going to stagnate you're and that's maybe the specialization we see everyone now doing all i do is old school tattoos or all i do is new school or all i do is you know realism and never get outside of it it's because it makes money it's safe it's comfortable i understand it i don't want to learn i just know this is my job now and you slowly hate your fucking shit so much that you end up leaving bitter Bad tattoos, broke. You work at fucking Wendy's. Maybe the dumpster, maybe behind the counter. We don't know. <laughs> Somewhere, <laughs> Somewhere at Wendy's. Wendy's. Giving Beejers behind the fucking the dumpster. Tattoo fucking retirement plan. <laughs> I'm trying not to get to the dumpster. There we go. We got 1090 and Wendy's dumpsters now. Fuck. <laughs> Oh.
1: Carl, are you still using flat mags for everything?
0: You are a flatter. Oh shit. I I was actually
1: I was more curve friendly. So I I use big mags, I use curves. Um and then
2: but let's get into your let's get into your process, Carl. Break it down for us.
1: I I use I use flats for my smaller mags. Like I'll use like a nine flat and then I'll use a 15 curved and then like a 23 curved. And I think that having that that nine flat allows me to corner, you know, edge things in, get that nice and solid. Um, and then the the larger curved mags, it's easier to kind of brush out these smooth blends.
0: Um, with the with the curved mag specifically, have you seen any noticeable increases in trauma when you're trying to increase the amount of blending that you're doing over a like medium to large scale piece?
1: Um, not, not particularly. Not like not that I've noticed with the curved mags. Um, I think what what I generally try to do is start in my darkest area like in an edge and like slowly kind of brush that out i i, I don't know i don't know
0: i, I, haven't, yeah, I haven't noticed anything thing. so like uh will you will you one shot a lot of tattoos i do i work in sessions a lot
1: um it depends if i if i have more time where i can where i can you know fully give a whole day to a tattoo i'll one shot it but it, it's been harder the past year um if it's like a, a medium-sized tattoo for lack of a better term um like a character with a background yeah i'll one shot that yeah I, I don't notice any specific issues but i feel like a lot of that comes down to how you tell them how to take okay. care of it because i mean a well a well taken care of overworked tattoo can heal perfect in theory in theory yep
2: so originally uh the, the flat mag question was uh back in the day, you seemed to use flat mags for damn near everything. And like while we were yelling at you to use round mags, you were like, but this flat mag. <laughs> so I was just wondering if like that had a a bigger impact on like how smoother your transitions got and stuff like that, or
1: um not as much as you would think. Honestly, um, I think curve mags do help give you smoother blends, but I think, I think it's very much each tool is good for a specific job, and I think over the years I've gotten better at determining what tools work best for what job.
2: To all you tattoo artists that always ask about uh, brands fuck. specifically, another instance of proof that brands don't do shit and no. knowledge and
0: yes. experience too. Thank you. That's fucking 1090, baby.
1: Brands, the only thing brands can really be relied on for, sort of, is consistency. If a brand's known for being consistent, they're a little more reliable. But cut your corners yeah, where you want i'm always
0: worried about that stuff because as soon as you get into brand recognition as being reliable people stop eye looping their fucking needles and that bothers me so much i work in I've, I've worked in so many shops and people just be like that's good and just pop it in i'm like did you eye loop that and they're like nope and I'm like oh fuck do you have an eye loop what's an eye loop fucking oh. <laughs> just fucking out i'm like god damn you know i <laughs>
1: I know what it is, but I saved myself $100. Oh,
0: that's good. (laughs) Oh,
1: Cut your corners where you can. No, I'm just kidding. kidding. I saved this
0: fucking four seconds from going and just press that plunger. All those on straight? Oh, don't worry. It's X brand. Just work on the
1: side of the (sighs) bag. It's fine. Jesus Christ. Just work off the good <laughs>
0: right? Yeah. An audio medium, people. That's fucking sarcasm right there. Please don't, don't take that as gospel. That's so fucking great. Three of them are okay, right? Out of 25? Me and Carl are on the right side of the right side of the field here. Tear
1: <laughs> that shit up. See what happens. You'll figure it. You'll know. You'll know.
0: Failure is a necessity to improve. And controllable variables and it you can is. control them by taking two fucking seconds oh my god that hurt my soul oh, <laughs> oh. that's fine i'm good i'm good oh my god i don't know why that bothers me so much it's just you go walking through a convention you see everyone they're just like know, blah, 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 you know and just like sitting i'm like oh my fucking christ dude yeah. like fundamental stuff anyways it's Tortuga, man. That's <laughs> I'm too old. That's my problem.
2: Oh. You gotta you gotta up your not give a shit anymore. I fucking teach. You're living like you're 28 and you gotta start living like you're 67. <laughs> Don't give a shit and just yell at the kids <laughs> on the lawn. Who taught
1: you to use curves and flats? I I'd gone back and forth. I started using curbs earlier on in tattooing um when I was working at this shop called Pain and Pleasure in Sandusky and uh everyone there was using curves. um and then I had gotten tattooed by um an artist I looked up to and he primarily used flats and I mean I'd watch you know I got I got my whole thigh done by him and I'd watched how he used flats and how everything healed up and that kind of led me to go more towards mm-hmm. flats
0: so in using them over the past bit like you you had said that you know the tool is specific for the job and stuff do you find any benefits of like one versus the other depending on especially on your style like your blends are fucking they're rad you know like they're fucking i seen some of the gradations i don't like that like the second post you just put up like before this one where you're like no, you know whatever um i was like it's really smooth it looked like you used like a fucking uh, muted yellow and ochre and something else i was like that's a fucking like really fucking blend on this shit bro so like what what pushed that change is it just like a natural evolution or like what what stressed you into trying to adapt your your application to fit your style better
1: um i don't know man i guess i guess what i have laying around that works if i'm being completely honest
0: Um, run out a box of flats like forget to make supply orders. gotta use these nine rounds you
1: you forget to make (laughs) forget to make a supply order enough times and you got a little Uh, bit of everything and you just kind of use whatever's clever i don't know i uh i think i i i think just trial and error over the years um using certain things getting comfortable with certain things um bigger areas i like to use a bigger curved mag um i also feel like uh large flats don't the, the way that it presses into the skin you're it's harder to saturate i feel like yeah. for me anyways um i feel like just for everybody oh. don't worry and it's, it's gonna <laughs> cause more it's gonna cause more trauma essentially i feel like it's it's easier to cut because it's a you know, that end, you know, this is not going to feel great going, you know, going in, um, smaller, smaller flats aren't as bad. Um, you can, I, I'm very brushy with my movements, if that makes sense. So I'm not, I'm not one that, you know, puts it down and scrubs it in. I'm more like slowly, you know, kind of brushing into the skin that way I'm not over traumatizing the skin because of how much I have to build my blends to get them as smooth as they are so really it's just finding the most efficient and least traumatic way of saturating the area that's
0: what you're you're comfortable with with your ontology with your hand motion with how you stretch with how you position your clients it just works good for you that's cool okay cool yeah sorry you made my fucking brain go a little sideways there and i'm like oh i took a note you got it written down this is fun um no, good. I, I've always been trained to find the best way to use every tool, like specifically there has to be like a best way. Like, have you ever seen Philip Blue do a back piece? uh not like it's sat down and watch but dude you can do a back piece in like seven hours like it's nuts it's just yeah, it doesn't make any sense, you know <clears throat> not highly detailed, but it's still a Philip Blue back piece. The same seemed like Damien Robertson. I don't know have you ever heard of him? I think you know him, Brian, right Damien.
2: Carl's like Japanese tattoo artist. What the fuck is that? Yeah, man. Not <laughs> like, uh,
0: Jesse oh, Smith. Jesse's Jesse's awesome, dude.
1: He is. Jesse, Jesse's uh, really cool. I uh we met at conventions over the years, and Jesse's, super Jesse's a really chill, solid dude.
0: Quiet. Just you know, he's a fucking nerd tattooing shit that's rad, you know. <clears throat> I like him. Yeah, um, for sure. We going to check him out, uh, Damian Robertson. He's like in that you know james tech's new school japanese type of influence stuff you know from canada motherfucker crashes out of back piece in like you know 15 hours that's wild you yeah, will spend you know wild. 80 hours on the artwork and he comes in and he uses these groupings that are just wild seems like philip blue phil blue's like fucking 47 mag you know and crush like single pass shading you know no scupping no fucking you Damn. know brushing no flicking no whipping nothing just single pass like a liner but seeing that guy do that stuff, I was like, what the fuck am I doing, you know? Because <laughs> I I predominantly, am, I think maybe in the same boat as you, like I use really small groupings for most of my stuff. I line everything with a three and I'll build my lines and stuff. And I'll use like a seven and nine, maybe a 13 or 15 if I want to or whatever. Uh, but most of my stuff is, is really small because it's controlled and manageable. And I've started to, in the past couple of years, like break out some of these bigger groupings just to see what I can do with them. And it's fucking cool if you have that comfortability with your tool you know to try and grow stuff which i know is gonna be fucking backwards here but i'm trying to think of like now that like you your artwork seems to be like you're really comfortable in your space you know like you're doing stuff and you can see your like incrementally like every tattoo i've seen on your feed looks better than the last one so i'm trying to think about like thank you how are you pressuring yourself to constantly improve now and have have that hunger like you did you know we'll say 10 years ago you know i got two kids to feed <laughs> <laughs> that's the show right there